Fresh is the Word podcast, the podcast about music, pro wrestling, and MMA. I'm your host, Kay Fresh, and we got a great show for you. But before we get to the show, I definitely want to talk to you about some uh, friends of mine. Undeniable Press. If you need any screen printing done, holler at them. They're located in the Corktown neighborhood of Detroit. And if you need any t-shirts, posters, little promotional items, whatever, Holler at them. They can hook you up. You can go to facebook.com slash undeniable.press for more information on how to uh, reach them. Also, those same guys have a clothing line called 20 by 20 Apparel. It's wrestling themed. So they have all these cool t-shirts and whatnot that are all wrestling themed. So go to their website, which is 20x20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20 apparel.com to check out their catalog. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to freshesthepodcast.com and share any links that are up there on any of your social medias. That would be greatly appreciated. There's also a link on the website that says support the podcast with a PayPal link you can donate to. And then there's also an Amazon link that you can use if you ever make any purchases on, on, on Amazon. And it doesn't do anything different on your end. But it just uh, shoots back a you know a little bit of commission my way if you use that link on your purchases. So that would be fantastic. You can also follow Fresh is the Word on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh is the Word One. That's Fresh is the Word then the number one, and then on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Fresh is the Podcast. And then also you can subscribe to Fresh is the Word on iTunes and Stitcher. So go ahead and do that, and please leave any comments or rating. Preferably five stars. That would definitely help out the podcast on gaining some exposure in the podcast world. There's a million podcasts. Let me stick out a little bit. So on to the show. A really great guest this week. Actually, two guests. One is a hip-hop legend, Chino XL. We all know him from back in the day. His uh, video, No Complex, was played so much on UMTV Raps that I even told him I got sick of it. And we talk about that those times. And also joining him is a singer based out of L.A. named Rama Duke. Chino and Rama recently just released a uh, new song. It's a reimagining of the old Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Under the Bridge, for this generation. They updated it with their, with their own twist. And it was produced by uh, a good friend of mine, an old Detroit native who now stays out in L.A., Jared Gosselin. And 
This single is pretty much a kickoff of uh, Jared's new label, which is 1520 Entertainment. So you can go to 1520entertainment.com to check out the video for Under the Bridge and just uh, stay abreast of everything that they're doing. So let's get on to the show with Chino XL and Ramaduke. All right, great. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time out to uh, chat with me. Thanks for having us, brother. No doubt, no doubt. So you got this uh, this new single out. It's a uh, a modern interpretation of the of Red Hot Chili Peppers "Under the Bridge." Um, how did it, how did this track come about? Um, well, my last Hi. album, uh, Reconstruction, Jared did a lot of mixing and did a lot of scratches, and we were at a working at Frank Zappa's studio, and there was a lot of instruments in there, and I was like, you know. I said, Jared, we should make a remake of uh, um, Under the Bridge and make it like a love song for L.A. And we didn't have time because we had to turn the album in. And it just didn't seem like it fit. So we didn't do it. And probably about six months later, I got a call from Jared, um, who produced the record, Jared Gosselin, and he said to uh, me that Rama's group had a really good hard rock version of it that he heard him play live, and I should check it out. Okay. And that he was going to track it out and send it to me, and they sent it to me, and it was mind-blowing, and that's how it really started, man. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, Chino, you've always had sort of a ear for things that were, uh, you know, a mix of uh, hip-hop and rock and roll, because uh, I know you're, um, you know, way back in the day, you had Creep, which was also had the interpretation of the Radiohead song in it. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, Rama, what was, uh, you had this... Uh, you're, with your band, you were uh, already uh, you had this version of this song. You know, what was your inspiration to uh, to cover this song? Um, I mean, I I have a I was working on a hard rock album, um, and actually a few of the guys um, or one of the guys I was playing at a a local tavern every Tuesday, and we would cover uh, like really dope like um, '90s '90s rock songs. Um, and that was, you know, that was one of them. I mean, I grew up on, uh, I grew up on Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so it just, yeah, it kind of just meshed well because, you know, it was one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite songs. Um, so when he wanted to do it, it was like, hell yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I've known Jared for a long time, uh, you know, here in Detroit. Um, like my condolences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh I remember from back in the day um when he was working with uh like Big Proof from D twelve and the whole Iron Fist records uh camp. And even before that I remember when he was just like skinny little kid turntablist uh out in the suburbs and stuff like that. <laughs> he probably doesn't even want me to talk about that, but I remember those days. <laughs> I, you know, I, how I actually how I actually know him is uh, when I was working with Proof, he was managing Proof's studio. Yeah. Um, and um, later on, when Proof passed away, we did a bunch of uh, tribute records on with uh, verses that Proof had, you know, never put out. And so that's really, so basically, Proof is our common denominator, how we met um, also. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, with this uh, with this collaboration, this uh, this new song that you do, this uh, reinterpretation of "Under the Bridge," you know, what was sort of the the theme behind your version of it? Um, well, I knew from reading Anthony, 
Cetus's book what it was about, that it was about heroin addiction. Okay. And I, 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 I didn't really get that from listening to the song. As much as I love the song, I didn't really get that. So once I knew that that was it, and I found the metaphor, you know, heroin and heroin, it was kind of easy. I just kind of went off of that. And the original name of the song was Stick With You, which was the, you know, metaphor for actually, you know, injecting the drug and also being stuck with a woman that you don't really need to be with because, you know, I did the whole metaphor is the drug for a woman. Right. Um, and then there's parts in the song also where Rama is like, you know, I'll never leave you or whatever. So actually for me in the song, Rama is actually the heroine and heroine of the song. So in my mind, once I kind of had that as a mnemonic device, it was really, really easy to um, put it together with the bookends of, you know, uh, uh, the composition. So, so for me, um, also her elocution of under the bridge downtown, the way she says it doesn't have as much, it's a lot more clear and has less swag than the original version. So her, her phonation of it made me understand or, or resonated with me more of what it was actually saying per literature. So it's a lot easier. Right. Uh, Rama, what was sort of your inspiration for your part for this song? I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, what, what was uh, sort of your inspiration about how to make it your own and make it relevant for what's you know going on today? Um, I mean, you know, honestly, it's just a great song, and I, uh, I, I always twist songs like in like to bend in my way so that I can. Um, you know, let it out. I don't know. I'm kind of tripping over my words, but, um, <laughs> I mean, if I get deep with it, I mean, I've dealt with addiction. I deal with addiction. Um, it, it was just, it's a pretty easy song to like put myself into. Um, but you know, I just, I love the, the songs I grew up with. I just, I love, um, making my own interpretations of them. So it, it just kind of came out naturally. I, yeah. Right. Yeah, I was reading up about the um, from the press release and everything, and said that you're going to be donating the proceeds to the Action Family Foundation. Um, how important is it for even just you know to use this song to sort of reach out to the community? Um, it's it's super important. Um, I've done a lot of community work with my team with Immortal Technique, the Rebel Arms, and so for the last couple of years, I realized how much that you know, the communities are hurting. And that could be corny and campy and cliche, but, you know, people really reach out to you when they know that you have a, a, um, a responsibility when it comes to music, sort of. Yeah. And we can, there, was little, there was literally nowhere to point them in a direction that we knew. And uh, Sean Fabos from 1520 uh, found a found this the action team uh, with a guy who runs a carrier. Guy carrier for 30 years, hands-on, dealing with children and their parents and people that are older that are, that have issues or whatever. And he's like, um, like a superhero in that world. And, uh, so we went to one of the, uh, went to one of the meetings and talked to a lot of children and talked to their parents. And if, if we put an actual face to what we were doing and can literally call care, you know, literally refer them to this place. Um, if they're having issues instead of sitting there and trying to pretend like we know, you know, how to help them, you know, in a professional manner. We partnered up with that family and actually, just, actually have them as referrals 
as we travel all over the country and people, you know, tell us their story. Right. Yeah, we're kind of, you know, living in some weird times these days, you know, especially since the, you know, the presidential election. And then, like, you have stuff like, you know, things he like here in Detroit where they're revitalizing the city, but it's like the downtown area and certain areas are like where it's being revitalized and there's still that other Detroit that's still hurting. Um, do you still, you know, wherever you go, do you still see that sort of gap between the sort of gentrification of uh, um, some parts and then the sort of there's other parts that are being ignored? And what, what do you hope you can do to kind of help those people that are in need? Um, well, absolutely. I mean, you said it. You said it. You hit the nail on the head. It's exactly the uh, problem is that they have completely erased the middle class, and the gap between the haves and the have-nots is so great that the people who really, uh, you know, are struggling or trying to live quote unquote the American dream are just falling through the cracks. Um, so really, what you the only thing that you can possibly do is you know hope to inspire. And let people know that, you know, to not give up hope, try to get people all the information they can about starting their own business and working for themselves. Um, because it's really hard times economically. And I don't really see anything helping except for people really trying to empower themselves. Right, definitely. Yeah, I've seen uh, since yeah, this... Uh... Okay. Gentrification really only... The gentrification is really only helping the certain people and only helping on the surface. Like things look a lot, they look a lot more pretty, you know what I mean, in yeah. certain areas. But, they, but their actual existence is making the outskirts and the real communities hideous. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, and I, you know, I, I definitely see that here in Detroit. Um, there's definitely a difference between what's going on downtown, which, you know, there's things that are needed, but it's like, at the same time, you're asking, what about the people that have been here? How do they fit into that equation? Right. Say that again. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just saying that, you know, with all this sort of re revitalization, you see certain parts, you know, that were needed, certain things that were needed, but the people that were already there, you're, you're questioning about how do they fit into that equation? Yeah, they're, they're, they're actually getting pushed out. Right. And, and, and as you speak, I think, isn't, isn't, isn't Flint's water still a mess? Oh, yeah. Um, Flint still does not have clean water. I mean, no, let's not even go into that right now because it just it, <laughs> it upsets me so much that it just it, it seems like what else could be more important than that? What else? Right. Water. Like, water. For real. Water. And you can't help but... There was a time... They, 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 okay, they've changed it now, but there was a time when if you did that bottled water and spring water when you purchased it, that you could actually make it a deduction on your taxes because you are... If you're a member, if you're a citizen in the United States, you're supposed to be provided with clean drinking water. Right. They, they've changed it. But, you know, to look how far that it's falling, you know, Flint's water is, man, I mean, I, I, like I said, if we, if we start talking about that, it's going to make everything else not important. And, and, you know, I just hope that everything that everybody is doing to try to get that to change that's going on at some time, 
you know, is going to, because it's really ridiculous, man. I mean, you've got so many people donating money and so many people going and whatever, and for it to not have changed yet is just, it's maddening. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, since, uh, yeah, with this, uh, with your new song, with the, uh, this uh, reimagining of Under the Bridge, uh, you know, it looks like there's been a lot of uh, positive feedback in regards to it. I even saw that Mauro Ranello gave you props. <laughs> yeah, how tight, how tight is that? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and then, and then Ras Rutten liked it. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I, I mean, I love those guys. Um, I, yeah, me too. I mean, I know that um, I make some hardcore shit, and I know people train to it. And I know because of my physique, a lot of those dudes kind of like, like, oh, Chino's a cool cat type of shit. You know what I mean? But I would just, I mean, I've had a lot of records, man, and it's the support that this record is getting. Like, when I was on Be Real TV the other day, um, a man at the DJ over there was like, yo, are you surprised at the reaction to it? And I was like, um, a little bit, dude. I mean, you know, like, I, I took, we took a chance on believing that the hybrid wasn't a hybrid, that it was just an expression from our heart, yeah. and that it, it, spawned, it spans all genres into just being in the realness department. And the fact that people really like it and are supporting it this much, I, I'd be lying if I just said, could say, you know, I stick at my chest and say, I told you so. Not at all, man. I wasn't sure. I was sure that the song was a good, solid record and the message was there and that it was written from a place of honesty. But, you, I mean, but for it to be received the rock world and the hip-hop world and the alternative world the way it is, um, I'm really just humbly, I'm humbly excited and I'm really happy for Rama. I mean, it's her first release, dude. Definitely. Rama, how does it feel like, you know, all the um, positive feedback you've been hearing in regards to the record? Uh, I mean, I love it. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a very snobby, like, music person. <laughs> and, uh, there's even some of my own songs I can't listen to, you know. Um, but this one, this one, um, I could just hear it again and again, and and I just, I kind of knew in my heart that um, that it was going to be received this way, uh, just just for the fact that it's just two people coming from like a really pure place. Um, there's like no gimmicks. It's just two like musicians getting in a room and right. and rocking it out. Um, so um, yeah, I'm 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 happy that that people know their music. <laughs> right. I think it's a great song. Yeah, and the thing is, um, most of the time, you know, a lot of the times when a popular song gets sampled or gets reimagined or something like that, a lot of the energy of that new version is still exists because of the old version. Um, but I think with you know with this track, there's so much depth and realness to it that you know while you know there's a nostalgia for the the chili pepper song um you can just enjoy this song on its own because there is a lot of realness to it and that's what i like about it man thank you so much it means a lot that you like it dude it means a lot that you like it no doubt no doubt um Kind of a part of uh, this podcast that I do is, you know, I do talk about like pro wrestling and MMA and everything. That's why I brought up the uh, the Mauro Ranello thing. Um, are are either of you fans of like boxing or MMA or pro wrestling or anything? Um, I'm, I'm a, a fan of the UFC. Okay. 
I'm more of a, when it comes to wrestling, I'm more of an old school guy. <laughs> like the back in the WWF eras, like the 80s, 90s yeah, eras? and I mean, I, trust me when I tell you, like me jumping off mattresses and wanting to be Jimmy Superfly Snooker, <laughs> me putting a goddamn stocking over my head, wanting to be Mila Mascaraz, um, <laughs> so all that, you know, wanting to be Hulk Hogan, and I mean, obviously you could tell. Um, I wanted to look like a wrestler. I ended up, you know, I go to the fucking, I'm in the airport, and people are asking my dudes, like, is, is that a wrestler? It's like, nah, it's all <laughs> Right, you know, you've always, you, 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 you've always been, like, jacked, man. I remember, like, the first time I ever saw you was for that, uh, that No Complex video, man. They used to play that on Yo! TV rap so much, so much so that I got sick of that damn video, man, because they did play that a lot. And and I was always oh, like, I mean, I think even I was, dude. The, the song was supposed to come out in April. Yeah, and I mean in May, and it ended up coming out in March. They put it on the videos two months before they were supposed to. Yeah. So I literally went from like going to the bodega on the corner of my street to get like Chinese food with nobody really, you know, like really giving a shit. Right. To like not being able to take my garbage out without people <laughs> taking pictures of shit in like three days. Right, man. They played that video a lot for a long time, man. I was like, I'm like, oh, this video again? <laughs> but no, that was that was really dope, man. And I, I that's like, I remember that time vividly, man. It's like, um, and that was always like a great track and everything. They played it a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, you've always been you you've always been a you know a jack dude. You've been you know a healthy looking guy, you know. Uh, for longest time, you know, I still see you, man. You're a big dude, man. You know, what's what's your normal like workout re regimen? You know, because I still, I assume you still work out. Um, I try to get in there 45 minutes every other day if I can. Yeah. And um, I, I love the incline bench. The incline bench is my favorite. Somebody once said that the incline will make a man out of you. Right. And they said that the incline bench will always be empty because it hurts. <laughs> so. Incline is my If you go to my Instagram, there's a couple things of me bent so on 205, 415 around a little bit. Not a okay. whole lot, but some. So I just try to hit it heavy and hit it quick. That's my goal. Right, 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 right. And uh, Rama, you said that you're a fan of uh, UFC? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a few years back. I, unfortunately, I'm not so much into it. I have a two-year-old, but um, <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> I used to uh, get get everybody together and and uh and watch i mean i think i went to uh like a hicks and gracie fight unfortunately it only lasted for about i don't know like five <laughs> minutes <laughs> right 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 <laughs> but um yeah i get down with it sometimes <laughs> yeah i used to watch the uh you know the i don't remember the show it was like where they're making the ufc fighters you know they oh, the ultimate the fighter the... huh yeah the ultimate fighter yeah, exactly. Ultimate yeah. Fighter. Yeah. I don't, is that still on? I don't even know. No, they're still doing it. Yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I thought that was great. Right, right, right. And then to be I able to see see the guy you were rooting for <laughs> work uh, fighting. Yeah. I remember I remember we had a uh, a show in the Palms, and I guess it was the next day that they had like a UFC thing going on. Okay. And I remember me and my homeboy got off on the wrong floor, like on the wrong floor, and it was bringing in the ice that they were going to ice the people down with after they got out of the octagon or whatever. Yeah. 
And the amount of ice alone let me know that I'm so glad that I was born after the UFC MMA boom because I know I would have been dumb enough to be in there getting my ass broken the fuck up. I know I would have been doing <laughs> for sure. I would have had the big-ass cauliflower years and, like, all that bullshit in there. You know what I mean? Like, I would not have rap, dude. I would have did that. I know I would have did it, man. Sure. <laughs> Oh crap! I would have had, had Anderson Silva kicking my fucking beard off my feet. Like it'd have been bad, man. Oh who knows? I might have been a bad motherfucker. Who knows? Maybe. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right, man. Possibly. Shit. <laughs> hey, um, like when you um when you kind of look back to you know your early years, Chino, of uh, you know of getting in the rap game and everything, you know, which sort of like your your fondest memories of you know. Uh, those early years, especially when that No Complex uh, video, uh, you know, really started to boom. Man, I remember having gone to all the music seminars. I used to have Jack the Rapper and yeah. all these different ones. I can't remember now. And I used to go to all the seminars or whatever because I was with Rick Rubin in a group and everything, you know, like a couple years before my solo album came out. Right. And I remember always going to, and I knew a lot of people or whatever, but kind of being like, a, you know, persona non grata pretty much. I remember going to whatever, whatever it was in Atlanta, and my my snippet tape had been, had been you know given out or whatever because the album was going to come out, and I had got source quotables in the source. And I remember going to uh, being at the seminar, and I would walk by, everybody's like, oh, you know, Excel, he's got whatever, blah blah blah. Like, did you hear his snippet tape or whatever? And to, and kind of knew that, like, I was about to start off on this. Um, on its journey of trying to, you know, be one of the best at the craft, you know, from what, like, people were telling me and, and, and whatever. And I remember the excitement walking around by myself and walking by Lauren Hill. I was like, oh, that's Gino. That's you know, a different shit like that. Like, like, I felt like a storm brewing, like, walking through there, you know. So, so that's one of my fondest memories. I think that was probably the, the realest moment because there was no – Videos, there was no politics involved. It was just the music that had been listened to without prejudice, you know, at that point. Right. And, you know, they you have your whole life to make your first album and only like a couple years to make the next one in 10 months. So that was a real purgatory before any fame and any money and any drama or whatever. So I really, that was a great feeling. I have other uh, other moments, but that one was, was really, it was pure, I remember. And what's it kind of feel like to line, kind of look back, you know, or I mean, just kind of uh, think about it's been over 20 years you've been in the game and you're, you know, you're still making records, you're still here making music. How does that feel? Um, I feel like that I definitely put my time into being a master into the craft and it, it paid off. Um, and, and the respect for the art form has paid off. And I feel like some of the decisions that I made to not compromise the art form itself have paid off. So I look through, you know, two decades with fondness because I look at it from each composition, from each guest appearance, from each, you know, relationship that I have with other artists, other Jedis. Um, so I just really think that what has kept me afloat has really been the love of the craft. And when it comes down to it, um, it's what it is, like... You rap. That's what it is. It's not what kind of shoes you have. It's not what kind of, like, gimmick you had. It's like, if you're a basketball player and you're so great, like, why everybody, I feel like, um, 
like Tim Duncan so much. It's like he wasn't flashy or nothing but the craft, the craftsmanship, the the ability that he had in the fundamentals was so great that it carried him through years and years when he was even obscure, but he was still winning trophies. You know, he still had reign. Right. Um, but I basically looked at my life, you know, through my whole career from a craftsman point of view, and I can say, hey, man, I've been in the box. I've been in the ring with almost every lyricist that is a master, and I've held my own. Definitely, definitely. And uh, Rama, how does it feel to sort of work with somebody who's been so seasoned in the music industry for so long? Um, it's it's great. I really love like hearing the stories and um, learning his outlook on things. Um, I've you know I was signed when I was sixteen. I've been in the music industry up until this point as yeah. well, but I haven't had um, success and. Um, you know, it, it's funny to get to this point. Like, you know, he was with me on my first radio show. We've been doing radio shows. Um, and, uh, no, he's just always got my back. And um, it's, 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 it's always great to be with, you know, someone who's kind of been through it. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. Answer. To kind of, you know, uh, close out this interview, uh, what's next for both of you? Um, well, we are actually jumping in the studio and um, finishing our EP. Um, we're coming out uh, as a bad day for sorry. So that's exciting. That's uh, something to look forward to. Cool. Gina, you got anything to add? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, we're, we're, we're doing a group thing with a band. And the music sounds really good, and it sounds authentic. And it's like if you like this song, there's more where that came from. Right. And and Rama Duke is the artist that I'm putting on. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been great to, you know, talking with uh, both of you. Uh, where can uh, people find you online? Uh, uh, for me, at Chino Excel on all platforms. And I'm uh, at Ramaduke, and I think uh, my Twitter handle is I am Ramaduke. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, it's been great talking with y'all. Have a uh, have a good day and good luck with everything. You too. Thank really you appreciate so much. it, man. And uh, keep my number, man. You need anything, just text me or call me. It's all good, man. I, I appreciate and respect what you do, bro. For a long time. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was my interview with Chino XL and Rama Duke. Go to 1520entertainment.com to check out the video for Under the Bridge and uh, support them. And now, like always, I'm joined by my guest host, pro wrestling and MMA connoisseur, Detroit hip-hop artist and proud Marine, V-Styles. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. What's going on, Kelly? You good? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. There's a... Uh, Lots to talk about in the world of MMA and pro wrestling. Um, mm -hmm. We're always talking about, like, UFC. So I think this week there's other things to talk about. There's some cool shit going on, you know, outside the, the UFC universe. There's a few small things I do want to talk about. But there's... Um, I've, been, but, uh, I've been saying this forever. That's <laughs> wonderful. Right. Right now we're um, two weeks ahead of... Uh, 
the rematch between King Mo and uh, Rampage, uh, Bellator mm-hmm. 175. Uh, you have an in with uh, King Mo. How's he feeling right now? Is he ready to go? Is he re- ready to punch his face in? Mo was ready last month. <laughs> <clears throat> he stays in fight shape. Right. <clears throat> the problem is you never want to overtrain. <clears throat> so what Mo has to do, you know, he has to slow down, take a quick break, maybe two, three days. Right. But he's always but he's always in fight shape. Um, he's probably gonna go into the fight about two fifteen. 220, probably the heaviest. Um, I just think uh, this is going to be a completely different outcome than last time. Um, Mo's fight IQ is um, is high ceiling. So I, I just think uh, he's going to keep Rampage off all, all balance and uh, he's ready to go. You know, he's like I said, he was ready last week, uh, last month to fight, man. He's He's been, you know, chopping at the bit for a minute, man. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, um, Lampage got me blocked, so fuck him. Um, right. And you blocked too, man. So he can't be having both Fresh the Word podcast members Blocked from his damn Twitter account. That's some bullshit, Rampage. And dude, he blocked yeah. me on Instagram also. Oh wow! See, I haven't even looked at my. I haven't even see. You might be. You might have one up on me. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he got me uh, blocked on Instagram, but I'm about to find out. The yeah. old sucker ass. He is sucker sucker ass dude. Man. <laughs> right, man. Where's the love, man? Where's the love, Rampage? Come on, man. You 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 fucking dude that knocks people out for a living. You can't take no criticism, you know. Fuck out of here, man. Dudes be, dudes be too big to, to be, you know, bitches, man. Come on, man. Cut all that shit out. It's lame. It's lame. <laughs> right, 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 man. I, I, I'm. Look, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for King Mo to uh, avenge oh, he, his he loss. He ain't got me blocked, but I don't follow him neither. Right. I'm all, I, I almost want to hit follow to see if I, if, if, if my shit says block. <laughs> Mine says block. Nah. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even, yeah, I ain't about to look. Yeah, fuck that dude, man. But, you know, he ain't in fight, he ain't in fight shape. Even the, the shits that I've been seeing as far as the little clips, he still look like, you know, like a, a blow-up fish, you know. His jaws just big, like he had a couple jelly donuts. He don't look, <laughs> you know. He don't look like that rampage that, you know. At least on the outside looking in, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him training, but his body says, "Yeah, I'm working out," but you know, not so much. That's what I see. Right. So I, I just think. He probably going there, gas out the first round, and you know Mo's gonna catch him. Mo is gonna catch him. That old sensitive ass thug. But go ahead. Right, right, right. Um, you need some love, Grandpa. You need some love, damn it. Right, right. And and some other Bellator news. It's been it was uh, reported today that uh, Lorenz Larkin is officially with the company. My boy, the monsoon. I've been a. Lorenz Larkin fan for a minute. 
Um, even when he fought Mo, I still was a fan, even though I was right. hoping Mo put it on him. Um, but he's he's a good he's a good kid, man. Not kid in the kid aspect, but he's a you know he's what's he's what's right about MMA. You know what I'm saying? He just wants to fight. He want to fight, go in there and prove himself. Yeah. And he want he want fights, man. That dude beat the number five welterweight in the world on his last fight in the UFC, and they didn't, and they they, get, they want to give him they want to try to give him a bold deal. I've been telling people for the longest. You know, it's all good that you know, oh UFC, 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 but what good? is being in the UFC and, you know, you're not really gaining from being in the UFC just to have the title UFC fighter, but you're not making no bread. Right. I make more than, I make more than some of them do. So, you know, just sitting back looking at it, it's like, wow, man, you, mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this uh, the Bellator welterweight division starting to uh, take shape nicely. Right now, they have Douglas Lima, Andre Korshkov, Paul Daly, MVP, Rory McDonald, and Lawrence Larkin. Now it's gonna be pretty fun. That division is pretty stacked. Right. Um, pretty stacked, and some of them dudes could go up to um, middleweight. You know, Lorenz started. A lot of people don't realize, but Lorenz used to be a light heavyweight. He started as a light, he was an undersized light heavyweight. And then he fought Moe and said, you know what, I'm not strong enough. So he went to middleweight. Didn't really have a good stay at middleweight. So he said, you know what, I'm going to go to welterweight. And welterweight has been his, that that's where he's most comfortable and that's where we've seen his, you know, his top wins at. So, you know, I'm a Lorenz Larkin fan, nothing but the best for him. Um, I wish nothing but, but the best for him. I'm pretty sure I've seen him at a couple of these Bellator events soon. And, you know, get money, man. Get money. People, fi- fighters' windows are super short, super small. Right. Get in, get out. Get what you're going to get and move on to the next, man. Because being in the UFC, being in the UFC is not making you no bread. Then you need to get out the UFC. Right. With uh, now... Now that uh, Lawrence Larkin's uh, officially with Bellator, you know, word is that uh, um, Ryan Bader might be uh, soon to follow. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Bader and Bellator. Um, maybe him and Phil can get it on again. Who won that fight between him and Phil? Was it Ryan or Phil? Not sure. Uh, I think they gave that fight to Ryan Bader. I could be wrong. Let's see here. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Bader beat uh, Phil Davis. Uh, mm-hmm. Split decision. Um, I don't think. I don't think Bader beats Mo. I think Mo connects and knocks him out. Um. I think uh, Moe's wrestling is stronger than Bader's. There's levels to wrestling, and Bader definitely wasn't on the world level, level more collegiate, national, than anything. Um, you know, he come over to Bellator. I mean, I look at him like this, good for Bellator, man. Keep on bringing him, man. But 
the I'm telling you, the tide is slowly turning, <laughs> man. You know, pretty pretty soon people are going to be saying uh, MMA instead of saying UFC. Right, 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 right. Uh, turning turning to some uh, to some Michigan stuff. There's a few uh, Michigan fighters I want to talk about for a few. Um, first, I want to we don't really talk about boxing too much, but did you uh, check out the Clarissa Shields uh, fight the other night? Yep, I watched it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, she was the the first woman to uh, ever headline a Showtime uh, uh, primetime event, and uh, and that's that's super dope. Yeah, and I got uh, I got I, I got a comment about that, but I'm gonna wait till you finish. Go ahead. But yeah, um, tomorrow when this uh, when this uh, episode uh, post, it'll actually be her 22nd birthday. Oh, that's dope. Right. That's so happy, dope. So happy birthday, Crash Shields. Wow. But um. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I didn't even know that fight was actually in Detroit. I might have actually gone to it if I if I actually knew it was in Detroit. Yeah, I think MGM promoted it. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I I don't know if it was at the casino. Um. But it, it was definitely down here downtown somewhere. Yeah, it was somewhere at the um, MGM Grand, like somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. I love what she's doing for boxing, not just women's boxing. Um, she's obviously skilled. Um, rumor has it that she bang a lot of dudes out boxing wise. You know, dudes get in the ring with her. Yeah, it ain't a pretty sight when you 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 know after stepping out of the ring for. Her. But she has a nice reputation. But I will say this. Um, I love the fact she was on Showtime, super look. Um, but you are only as good as the people that they put in front of you. And she fought a can. You know, she smashed the can. She did her job, and that's not her fault. Right. But she fought a, she, she fought a can. Um, I wish that, you know, Clarissa has a skill. Her skill is better than everybody else's. Um, unfortunately, when you're talking about women fighters, there's not a lot of people that are going to be, you know, ahead of her on any level. Right. Um, because, she, because she's just that good. So, you know, we all have to keep in mind, you know, it's, it's similar to Ronda Rousey, except in this case, Clarissa is the goods. You know, she can she can throw them. I just hope that there's some competition out there for her because, you know, looking at her, you know she's that good. But, you know, is she going to have somebody to push her so we can see the greatness that's within her? Because you know what's in her. Right. But is it just going to be a cakewalk every time she gets, you know, in that ring? So... You know, I, I'm definitely going to um, be watching her like I watched her in the Olympics, yeah. um, you know, doing her gold medal, you know, uh, her two gold medal, uh, you know, uh, events. Um, yeah, sky's the limit for her, man. Big ups to her. I just hope they have some competition for her so we can see, you know, what I know of greatness being in her, yeah. you know, because she, she, can, she can throw them hands. Yeah, definitely. Represent Flint Town. 
Mm-hmm. Flint Town, Flint Town. Flint. <laughs> the, the Flint, the Flintstones. John Connor. What up, John? What up, Team Cleves? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Flint Town, uh, UFC's uh, Platinum Mike Perry uh, is set to face uh, Jake Ellenberger uh, coming up on April 22nd on the Nashville card. Uh, it was, oh, okay. It was funny. Both of these guys uh, actually called into uh, Chael Sonnen's podcast, and they had a really fun back and forth of uh, trash talking. Really? Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty oh, I fun. Gotta, I got I to go back and hear this, man. Because I, <laughs> I, Chael Sonnen talked mad shit, man. So I, I want to, yeah. I, Jake got it in him right there? Jake talk shit? Yeah, them two were like going back and forth. Uh, yeah, they both called in at the same time, man. And uh, you know, Chael kind of stokes the fire, you know. And <laughs> it was actually kind of fun to li- listen to them guys uh, go back and forth. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty dope. That's cool. I'm gonna have to pull that up. Mike Perry sounds like he's from Flint, man. <laughs> oh, straight up. Yeah. Mike Perry is he from Flint? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's funny. That's fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, dude. No, it's, no it, was, it was pretty, it was good back and forth. So, like, um, yeah, Mike Perry, lost, you know, after uh, having an undefeated win streak for a while, he did lose his last fight um, a couple months ago. I forget which uh, uh, pay-per-view or uh, event it was. Um, I believe he did get submitted out. But, um. But he no he's he's a uh, he's definitely a uh, a fighter that I'm still very he, he's very he's very uh, exciting to watch even though he uh, lost to Alan Joban uh, by decision uh, back okay. in December on that same card uh, the Van Zandt uh, Waterson card. Mm-hmm. That yeah that was his uh, first loss he's nine and one now, but uh, he's he's a very okay. I, I think. Um, Mike Perry is definitely somebody who's very, he's he's exciting to watch, and you know he talks a lot of shit like a lot of people do. But uh, he's very, uh, he is very exciting to watch. So you know, I, I he's somebody to definitely keep an eye on. You know, and definitely he's from Flint also. So you know, Flint represent. <laughs> <laughs> Flint most definitely represent. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and. Um, Another uh, another uh, Michigan fighter is. Uh, did you catch the uh, the Kevin Lee fight uh, the other I night? Gonna, I don't need, I don't even know if he won or not. Did he win? Yeah, he won by a, re- a rear naked choke in the second round. Okay. Yeah, he was right. he was actually real like he actually got into a little bit of trouble in the first round, but uh, he bounced back in the second round and uh, submitted uh, uh, Trinidad uh, in the second in the second round from uh, with a rear naked choke. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it was actually okay. yeah, it was, it was actually a pretty uh, impressive uh, finish for him. But yeah, he did get a little get a little trouble in the first round. He get he did he did uh, catch a few punches. I think he actually got knocked, you know, stumbled, knocked down once. But uh, I was like, oh man, Kevin Lee's kind of in trouble, man. But he uh, he pulled it out in the end. No, the funny thing was though is after uh, his uh, his post fight interview in the in the cage, it was actually kind of funny because. Well, I'm I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but it was basically like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, this is Brazil. It can be dangerous, but I'm from Detroit. I can handle it. Uh, 
Word. Oh, and then and then and then after that he did he called out Khabib. He ain't ready for that. <laughs> nah, I know I'm like, alright, alright, Kevin, you're from Detroit, cool man, but I don't think you I don't think you're ready for those uh Khabib problems. Yeah, he need to go ahead and just chill. Um yeah, he need to go ahead and yeah, he yeah, he don't want some problems. Man. He needs to. <laughs> uh, anyways, he man, Detroit. Problem. I get it. I get it. I get you. You looking for a nice fight, but you know, you know. I mean, Kev. You know, you you know, you're not necessarily from the D, but you use Detroit. You know, residents as far as when UFC. I, man, I got a Kevin Lee story, man. It, I remember when he moved to Vegas, I used to talk to him on Twitter yeah. all the time. I'm like, oh, you should go down there and, and you know, you go to Mayweather Gym. And, you know, I said, yeah, go holler at Jeff. He was like, Jeff who? And, you know, now I see him down at Mayweather Gym. It's like, okay, all right, I see you now. I mean, you know, at least, at least you, 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 you know, he's sharpening his hands in the right place, but... You know, I, he's a kid, and, um, you know, I, I wish him the best. I want to see him succeed. Anybody from here, you know, you people say you can make it. Be in New York, you, you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I believe the same principle for Detroit. So, you know, go for it. Go for it. I, I, I'm glad he won. I didn't know if he had one loss, but that was it. And I, and I, I got it. I just haven't even looked at it because I've been so busy. Definitely. Right. <clears throat> yeah, also this past weekend, uh, I did watch uh, one championship's uh, uh, Warrior Kingdom event. Uh, and that was, I actually had so much fun watching that. It was a really good event, man. Like, I really like the, the product that they put, or, that, that they're putting out. Yeah, there's money over there, too, man. Uh, like people, I'm telling you, I keep telling people, they get to you get to talk about you know you know one FC ratings is through the roof, you know, um over there in Asia. You know, so you know, I get people in the whole UFC, you know, but it ain't the only it ain't the only ball game anymore, man. People need to Start waking up and seeing what's real, man. Because I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna take one big name to to tilt everything, and that day is gonna come. There's Even, yeah, there's eventually the, somebody's gonna get mad. They're gonna get mad at <laughs> day and be like, you know what? Fuck you. And and over the past uh, couple years, there's been significant ground that a company like One Championship has been able to, uh, you know, had you know some headway out in their region of the of the world like they, they've grown significant substantially over the past couple um See, couple you know, years you know what ufc will say no ufc will say well you know brandon Vera, he he couldn't win here but hey he's great that he's champion there like their product is just so much better than um you know everybody else's and it's like man come the fuck on man he's He's a champion now. He's a one FC world champion. You give it up for that man. You know, it, it, it's just funny. Is uh, is Ben Askren still a champion over there? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. Uh, 
what his next fight is. I met Ben Aspen. He was okay. Um, yeah, for the uh, Warrior Kingdom event this past weekend, it was headlined by um, one of their, you know, females. Like their famous, yeah. Yeah, woman of uh, they were one of the faces of their com- company, Angela Lee, uh, she, yeah. and uh, she had a really great performance. And this is what, and we've talked about this with other women fighters, like how they've been able to add things, reinvent themselves, always coming with something new each fight, you know. And wow. she she's always been known as you know a submission artist, um, her ground game, stuff like that. This fight against uh, Jenny Huang. Like, they she she was on her feet striking for most of this fight, um, and she was having she no she ate a few uh, punches and uh, Jenny was was you know as as I would say as uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin would say a tough son bitch, but <laughs> she uh, but it was it was a great fight. She actually had a really you know great uh, striking performance. And then she uh, ended up, you know, uh, winning by submission. She went back to what she uh, knows. But uh, she, uh, ad- you know, she showed some, you know, more things than her previous fights. So it was actually really a really great fight to watch. That's dope, man. That's dope. Good for her, man. I'm, I'm happy when other promotions are winning. Yeah. You know, it shows, it, it shows that, you know, you do have a choice. You yeah. Know, so yeah, good good for one up Yeah, and they already uh, they already announced Angela Lee, Angela Lee's uh, next fight's gonna be uh, in Singapore on May twenty sixth. Um, their event then, uh, and the, and, the, and the other thing was it was crazy. Um, throughout that whole main card uh, for um, Warrior Kingdom, like there was a like all the fights were really good, and there was a couple of fights that were almost stopped for one fighter only to be stopped by the other fighter later. It was crazy. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, there was, like, great comebacks. The um, It was, it was just all in all. It was, the, the, the main card was actually, it was, like, time-wise, was, like, two and a half, three hours, but it didn't seem like it. It went by, it, it didn't seem Real like quick. it was. Yeah, it went by really quick. It was very enjoyable, and I really enjoyed their product. Like, there's just little things about their production that is like really, it, it's really dope. Like just some of their camera work, how they switch between cameras. Like they keep mm-hmm. it always interesting for the people watching online or at home. You know, there's just all these little things. Um, they do the showmanship. Um, there was one person who came out like a, um, like 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 a genie was coming out of a bottle or something. Um, wow. <laughs> then there's okay. another fighter that came out like a, uh, like a, a power ranger. It was shit like that, but it wasn't as over the top as like what, like maybe like Ryzen does, but there's mm-hmm. still a, like a showmanship about the entrances and it, it, it was, a, it was a great show. I, and I really, I really enjoyed everything about it, you know? And, um, super excited to see you know to follow the and and another thing i like about you know this company is like they um they pride themselves on more of like the honor and positive aspects of martial arts uh stuff like that Mm -hmm. they don't do the trash talking uh everything's about honor between the uh the fighters um there's no negativity there's all that just um trying to just be competitive 
and you have you have like the their top fighters they they push their top fighters they yeah, they they, do. they get press and they get press on CNN on in Forbes magazine so they get they tell the story of these people um in in building these uh these fights and they create mm-hmm. these these great stories to be able to connect to before watching these fights exactly and that's what i enjoy like it, it makes me it makes me Something wonder that the ufc don't do no more Exactly. It makes me, and it makes me wonder about like someone like uh, Demetrius Johnson, a fighter like Demetrius Johnson in one championship would have so much press behind him. Like yep. he would be in, he would, he would have articles written about him in every major publication that they could reach. And, and, and ha- he would be in Forbes. He would be on CNN. He would be on stuff like that. But ho- here over on this side of the world, he's just you know very much slapped on, and he's the he's 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 one of the only couple champions that has actually been defending his belt, you know. On the regular, on the can't regular. Get no love. And he just continues can't. to want to, you know. He just he's like he just wants to continue to uh, you know defend his belt. That's that's what he wants to do, you know, and. And they I, won't, you know, it would be nice if they put him on pay-per-view, you know, uh, most of the time, man, so he can, you know, get a nice check, man, instead of always headlining a Fox card. You know, you talk, you, you're quick to say all champions headline, but seem like you always have him headlining Fox events. You know, well, he doesn't draw a good number. That's because... You know he does his job. How about you guys doing doing your job and promoting him correctly? See, you know something yeah. that they don't do. And I, I just, I to to a certain extent, I just don't believe the whole he doesn't draw numbers. Like, how many fighters really do you know in the UFC right now, without them, without the fighters themselves actually promoting themselves? You know. Well, you definitely know that Connor Connor don't need nothing because he's he show up and he's pretty much the whole damn show. Right. But name name somebody else that 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 has that power. Right. So you like can't. you can't. So what what's the problem with having someone like Demetrius Johnson on a pay per view? You're you're gonna uh, get uh, from for me it'd be great. For them, I don't think when you're looking at dollars and cents, I don't think they think it makes sense for to have them on a pay-per-view if they're not going to see a return from it. So um, I think it's stupid. I think he's your champion. He's your, you know, one of your most dominant champions ever. So you mean to tell me, um, you know, you can't have him, you know, on pay-per-views? That's bullshit. He deserves better. Hope he, hope he gets a significant pay raise. Right, right, right. Because if they, if they would, if one FC offered him all type of bread, he'd be a fool not to take it. Oh, definitely. And and like I said, a company like one FC would definitely push. You know, take all their backing behind him, and he would be mm-hmm. like 
he would be like you know one of the faces of that company because he really does embody the type of spirit of what they want of the, yep. of what they of what they're about you know and and it's too bad that someone like him doesn't get the props that he deserves you know in, in the ufc totally agree totally right. agree big up to uh demetrius johnson have you um yeah, have, big up to that guy have you seen this other uh this promotion that's based out of uh russia acb i heard about it the other day but i'm i, I haven't seen it but uh, I, I did read that, uh, you know, it's up and coming or something like that. Yeah, like, um, they, uh, it's based out of Russia, but they are, they're actually been doing um, events like in, um, in Europe, like in the UK and whatnot. Um, they, uh, they stream their events for free on YouTube, and it's also on the Fight app also. Uh, I was okay. able to check out a few of the fights the other day when it was on live. Um, they, they, it actually looks like Fedor's old, Fedor's old company, Global, uh, what is it? F1? Something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think because, uh, Fedor had a company, F1 or something like that. I'm trying to wonder if that's where they're putting their energy at now. Like M1 Global? M1 Global, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah. But yeah, the um ACB uh was actually like I watched a little bit of it and it was actually very impressive. Really great production value. Uh, they had some like really crazy endings to some of the fights. Um, the ones that I saw really quickly. Um, it looks very exciting. Like. The one thing though is like the full card that they that they televised was like freaking twenty five fights. The shit went like six hours long. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not watching that much MMA, along or along with all the other MMA that I'm watching this weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I, it, th- that's definitely a that's definitely something I want to keep the eye on because it. it but what I, what it seems like, and the funny thing is, they say it in their motto. Uh, the motto of this company is, um, it's something like, more fight, or no, uh, less show, more fighting. And it's actually Exactly. Tr- and it's actually true. Once one fight's over, the next one's ready to go pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, and they pretty yeah they pretty much rush their fighters out to the uh, out to the cage. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, and that's something I did notice. But uh, they had some crazy finishes on this last event. I gotta go back and watch a couple of those fights. But um, some crazy submission uh, finishes. But no, it looks like a very and they they seem to have like um, good production value for their product, and. Uh, they had some, and they had some, they had good announcers too. That's something that I kind of notice sometimes is mm-hmm. you get some of these, you get announcers. Sometimes they have fighters that are announcers and the fighters are always trying to be funny. And, right. and I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it can come off corny. It comes off corny most of the time, but no, they seem to have a good product, good announcers. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, to me, that's an, you know, another, uh, Another company that seems to be, uh, you know, gaining some popularity and uh, gaining some ground 
in the the world MMA game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm gonna have to look up uh, one of she's last event. See if I can find it and uh, watch it so I can critique it, man. I wonder when Vera is going to be fighting again. Uh, The heavyweight champion. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've uh, announced when he's going to be fighting again. Um, He got to have something coming up soon. It's been a couple months now. Right. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Okay, uh, kind of uh, changing the gears a little bit to the world of uh, professional wrestling. It was mm-hmm. announced that John Cena is actually going to be inducting Kurt Angle into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I've seen that uh, today. Uh, I'm not mad at that. It's not a bad choice. No, nah, because uh, yeah, that, like uh, I think I think I think Kurt Angle is the one that the first one that told John Cena that. He's gonna be it. You're gonna be that guy. Yeah, and, and John you know, and John Cena made his uh, debut uh, beating Kurt Angle. Yeah, stepping up to Kurt Angle and back back when he actually wore tights in real wrestling attire. <laughs> that looks weird to look and back he, on. And, look, and he had like a military buzz cut, like like Guile from not so not so long, but his it was super buzz cut, like he just was out of boot camp. Right, 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 and it, yeah. That, that, looking back, it, it's a little weird to see that you're like, man, that was back when he was wearing those, he was wear, wearing wrestling gear yeah. and had the buzz. Yeah, cut. white boots on. I think he had white boots on and yellow tights. Yeah, it, that that was that was weird to see looking back, and then yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember that shit. And then soon after, we got the uh, the doctor of thugonomics. Um, but you know what though. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I, lo- I, I was a John Cena fan when he when he used to come to to the ring with uh, throwbacks on rhyming. That right. shit was wonderful, man. That right. was a great time in professional wrestling. It was, man. Yeah, I, I, li- I you like. Didn't, Cena you didn't know you didn't know what he was gonna say. Right. You know, and back then that was before he had his album and. A lot of people don't know um, Bumpy wrote a lot on that album. We talk about John Cena all the time because, you know, he uh, Bumpy was instrumental. He recorded damn near 80% of that project at Bump Studio. And, you know, I think Bump, Bump had a couple of songs on there. He had a lot of bars on there, man. But he was instrumental in, in that gold album for John Cena, man. So, yeah, he Bump always said he had... You know, he might be a wrestler, but he could spit. He said, nah, that's why I fuck with him, because he really could spit. And you could tell he could spit with the freestyles when he's coming to the ring. You know, people will say, man, well, he got a writer. That shit felt real to me. Right, 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 right. Nah, that's definitely a good part, dope part of uh, his career. It wasn't until he started dressing like Fruity Pebbles, that, you know, <laughs> I'm like, man, my, my son loves John Cena. He's a John Cena mark. John Cena is good for the kids. The kids love John Cena. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm AJ Styles type of guy. Right, right, right. We're uh, 
we're definitely into the the WrestleMania season now. All sorts of things are coming together. Pretty much everything that got rumored is happening in regards to matches for WrestleMania. And Bull. it's Bull. it's crazy. No, the crazy thing is, is that I love SmackDown's like continuity with everything. Mm-hmm. This past week, AJ Styles ends up uh, attacking Shane McMahon, uh, putting him through the, the window of the vehicle. And later in the, in the episode, uh, Daniel Bryan ends up firing uh, AJ Styles. Do you, know, mm-hmm. do you know what the best part about all that is? On WWE.com, they actually put... AJ Styles in, in the, the alumni, in the alumni section. section. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's great for continuity, man. I love that. I love, I love, I love that they, I love that that show puts that much detail." You're talking about sticking to a sticking to a storyline, boy. Right, sticking to a storyline. You put them in the the alumni, and I was like, "That's great. That's great, man. I like that." So yeah, I'm still I'm I'm still a little disappointed because there's no way in the world AJ Styles should be facing Shane McMahon. Not in the biggest pay per view of the year for wrestling. Nah, nah. It, it shouldn't be that way. But I think when it comes, I mean, I the, fucked with Shane on Mac too. Right. I I think uh, he rocked New Jays every week. Right. I think I think that the match actually might be really good, and it might might actually like shock us, and actually be really good. But the whole position AJ, of it sucks. That AJ, AJ Styles can make anybody look good. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. We've talked about that many of many of times, you know. But he AJ, can make anybody look good. So. For me, it's like, man, come on, man. That guy's the best in the world, man. Treat him as such. Yeah, it just it just sucks that he's not a part of any sort of title or any sort of significant match of, you know, like an Undertaker match or something like that, which is like a, a significant being that he's going against, you know. That it, they still got time. They got time to save, save this storyline. We'll a, see. we'll see. A, let's see. A, bring Daniel Bryan out of retirement. That would make more sense um, to go against AJ Styles at WrestleMania, or two other things. Kensei Nakamura. The rumor for the longest has been he's going to be coming up to a brand soon. What better way to have that match oh, at the man. grand stage of it all? I would love at that. WrestleMania. Or do a crazy switch that nobody would think of. Have Finn Balor come over to SmackDown since and really nothing will be lost because he never really wrestled on the Raw brand because he gave the title up the next day. Right. So, so I mean, it got to be something better than, than fucking that. Yeah, it would be it would be nice if they if they from here to WrestleMania that they 
did some sort of swerve in the in the plans because everything that was rumored for months is happening exactly how it was rumored. I'm really hating this Roman Reign Undertaker shit. Oh man, like, like, no. this is my yard. No, it's <laughs> not my your yard. <laughs> it's so corny, man. It's like, uh, come, come on, man. Don't, uh, no, it's. I'm, I'm really not. I'm not feeling anything. I the thing was is like on Raw this week, it was like it was just like another lackluster Raw until the end. That end was actually really dope. It started off being stupid with the whole Mick Foley has to fire somebody, uh, Stephanie McMahon making him fire somebody, but then he ends up like saying that he he's gonna fire Stephanie McMahon, and then Triple H comes Hello. out. I love that. I ain't gonna front. I love that shit, dude. That that whole that whole ending was fire, man. And then Triple H comes out and does an, another great promo, and that was actually hilarious. And then Seth Rollins about, comes out, man. Okay, that was about, just. How about them shots to the knee? <laughs> man, that was savage, man. Like that was great. I was just like. Like, oh and my god, is he still hurt? He has the nickname, the Cerebral Assassin. I mean, yeah, he came out and show, he, he showed everybody how it's done, man. How it is to be a true heel. Mm-hmm. And no, I love that. That, 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 was such but, a, that was such a great ending to Raw. That was like the best ending to Raw for, for a long time. I really don't like Stephanie McMahon, man. Really don't like her. Uh, she's 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 like the most perfect heel that you can think of. Right, yeah. Everything everything worked out just so like perfectly at the end there. That was that was such a great ending. So it, it finally mm-hmm. got things kind of. That was that was the one thing is like is uh, what you know what's what's is Seth Rollins gonna be back for WrestleMania? What's gonna go on? You know, that was a ni- that was a nice mm-hmm. little. I mean. And we're like, and and we're still like, how, how injured was he? How healed is he now? Um, you know, from what I hear, he's still not he's still not cleared to actually have perform in the ring. You know, do matches yet? Uh, I'm not sure if he what's going to be the final WrestleMania thing. If he's going to be able to actually have a match at WrestleMania, we'll, we'll see. So actually, you know. So- it's kind of cool to have sort of that mystery, I guess. Maybe it might be Finn Balor filling in for him. Right. They're they're like I you know I know we've you know there's been like you know dark so, matches like Samoa Joe's come up you know and kind of been that guy uh, that came out of uh, you know out of nowhere recently for uh, for Triple H, but I feel like there needs to be somebody else that like. Um, just comes out of nowhere, you know. Like they're talking about this new evolution, uh, KO, Triple H. I don't think Triple H would be active wrestling, but KO, Triple H, uh, Samoa Joe, and I think they're looking for another member or something like that. Yeah, they need like one more, and like, and usually, and usually WWE isn't. 
too keen on like premiering somebody at WrestleMania. They usually do it the night after on the Raw. But oh, I, think Raw. This, yeah. I think this year it would be dope if they actually had somebody a mystery or something at WrestleMania. Like, don't do anything. Don't premiere this person until WrestleMania. They need to do something because Raw is getting tired. Oh. It's it, it's it's so much. I I don't even have words it's, anymore. It, it, it's like I I do abysmal, <laughs> extremely bad. I I I can't even remember what happens on Raw anymore because I'm so checked out while watching it, and I'm just like. I used to be a big fan of his own cast. Me too, and now it's just like they're just annoying to me now. I'm like. Super annoying. Enzo, his as great as his my skills are, he sucks in the rain, man. He belongs. Um, it, it just like there's so much stuff like on Raw that just doesn't like the continuity. Always is just very lackluster. Like, are you trying to tell me like after Kevin Owens loses the Universal Title that he just doesn't care about it anymore? Right. He just doesn't care. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he jumps up and says, you know what? I want the United States title. I'm, since, like, since since you cost me my title, I'm going to take yours. Like, are you... Like, so basically what you're telling us is Chris about to go on the road with Fozzie, so he's going to drop the belt to you so he can go on the road, and then when he come back, y'all can continue your feud. It's shit like that that it's like, man, come on, dude. We... You know, but whenever I flick it on SmackDown, it doesn't give me the same feel. It gives me the damn what's going to happen next. Oh, speaking of which, man, I just love that reverse kick by my girl Mickey James. Oh, the Met kick? Oh, oh man, that was wonderful, man. She picked up the one, two, three, two. That was, man, man. Yo, that, that Mick kick is fire, man. She, yo. She, yo, yeah. she still got, she still got it, man. Yeah, you still got it, Mickey. Man, that... You still got. It. Let me do your clap. Let me do your clap. <laughs> okay. <I'm sorry. laughs> Just had uh, a moment. Just had a moment. Don't uh, judge me. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, we love you, girl. We love you, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, over on SmackDown, we you know, there's definitely just these you know, good storylines. There's things going on that are actually there's continuity. Like like you have the the match now with uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus uh, the Miz and Maurice, and I love everything about this because they there's a continuity between. SmackDown and Total Divas, and they're bringing like they're bringing shit that like is it real or is it a work? You know the whole thing about where uh, back years ago, um, um, the Bellas blocked like three of the divas from uh, coming back, uh, resigning with you know WWE, and it's like bitches do shit like that. I'm like, is this? Oops. Is, <laughs> is this like? Is this like? A real thing, or are they bringing reality into the work? I'm like, 
Cause is this real heat, man? Cause it's like I'm I'm digging this, man. This is actually this is fun to watch. Yeah, females do catty stuff like that. They do. Man, you know they 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 will. Uh, uh-uh, they can't come back here. You know they. You know females don't like it when there's other competition in the house. It take the it take the shine from them. Dudes not like that though. We don't give a fuck. We. We go out our own account, but if it, if it's a female and it can be ultra competitive, yeah, females will drop a dime. They will throw a banana on the ground so you can <laughs> slip on it. But yeah, I'm they, telling you, man, yeah, I've I've seen it. But I'm telling you, man, the stuff. Be that... like, dang, be like, dang, you don't even know her. Why are you dogging her out? <laughs> I can just tell. I can tell just... what. But I'm telling you, man, the stuff that Miz and Maurice have been doing lately, man, I'm like, they, I mean, like, they, they drop, they drop in some, like, things. I'm like, that sounds true, man. Like, no, okay, this is the weird thing about WWE. What's up with the heels being the rational people? The people, like, spitting the truth. And it's like the faces are the ones that don't make any sense, you know? At all, yeah, that's real. The only face that ever made that makes sense is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the only reason that I watch Raw right now. Right. I wait. I watch. You know, I watched him wrestle throughout the years, man. But when he's on the mic, oh man, it's so it's something. It's something to behold to just sit back and watch and anticipate what's gonna come next. Like, cause I knew. I knew this week, you know, when when he started going back and forth with old boy, I said, yeah, he about to put him on the list. <laughs> the two second, the two seconds later, it was like, you know what happens? <laughs> I said, yes. That's the part of the show where I told I turn the TV up as loud <laughs> as it goes. The best part of the show for me, man. Once I. Once I see that, I'm not really, you know, not really interested in the Raw no more. That's what keeps me up. Chris right. Jericho segments, you know, or or him wrestling or something to that uh, capacity, man. But it's not like that with SmackDown. With SmackDown, I watched watch the whole show because the entire show is good. So, yeah, yeah. There's this weird thing though, like where like the heels will be the rational ones like do you remember like when the whole thing with enzo and Cass and rusev and lana like look Mm -hmm. rusev and lana are supposed to be the heels but enzo is the one going after a married woman right and he's the baby face and somehow people (laughs) mad at rusev because he in their mind, he hating on him going after after his husband, after after his wife. Right, like you crazy. That's some, cra- yeah, man. That's crazy. That's poor storyline. Um, shit, no. It's shit like that. You blame man. that on the writers. Right, man. It's shit like that. You're like, like, uh, who, what? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy, <laughs> but man. <laughs> wait, did wait? Sad but true. So, um, speaking of more WWE programming, did you see like the, the the short little commercial that I tagged you on for the Southpaw Regional Wrestling? That's that shit had me in tears, bro. Dude, 
this has the potential to be one of the best things that ODE ever has ever done. Um, it, it, it looks fantastic. The, the, th- the, best, the best part about it that I'm like super psyched is I got to see to what extent they let Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows go with their characters because these are characters that they've already been kind of, they've been doing they were doing in Japan on their, on their in New Japan and when they're doing on, doing talking shop and everything these are characters they've already been doing on their podcasts and and everybody who knew about those when we saw that little commercial we all just popped we flipped we're like because um Gallows has this character he calls Sex Ferguson <laughs> and <laughs> Most hilarious, like, just sleaze dirtbag guy ever. And we're like, oh, my God, we see Sex Ferguson. And I was like, so we'll see how, we'll see how, uh, how much they're, they're able to do with that if they let them be dirty a little bit with it. But I'm super excited to watch that, uh, like, Friday night when it premieres, man. Cause that, this oh, actually, it premieres tomorrow? Yeah, premieres Friday. And, uh... It has the potential to be in something really, really good for the network, and hopefully it's as good as I as we as I, as I hope it is, because that could be very funny. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Definitely. I definitely will tune in tomorrow for that. Man, it's, it, it it should be funny. Like, uh, um, they did an inter- um one of the wrestling websites or podcasts. They did uh ask gallows about it and uh he said you know it's kind of based on like the old like territory stuff back in the day and it just kind of like it's kind of like uh doing all this you know it's kind of like a parody thing where you kind of do all the goofy stuff that you're like you know that they're not you know you know, able to do on the regular programming and kind of let their hair down mm-hmm. and, and sort of do, I, I like, I think it's going to be kind of like a lot of stuff that like wrestling companies kind of do on the indie circuit these days. Um, that doesn't really fit into like the regular, like WWE programming that they get the kind of do mm-hmm. part of this show. So I'm super psyched to like, check it out. What time does it come on? I don't know, actually. Uh, I didn't see a time. They just said it premieres tomorrow. So. All right, I'll look for it. We'll see. I definitely we'll will look for it. To, uh, uh. to kind of close out things this week, uh, I, this is something I wanted to talk about last week, but um, we had too much to talk about. Uh, it's a little bit of hip-hop stuff that's, in a way, wrestling-related. Uh, <laughs> the signing... Of Westside Gun and Conway to Shady Records, like these are my favorite guys in hip hop right now. Uh, they have yeah, so they much. Dope. They're they, pretty dope. They have they're really grimy sound. They have a bunch of like wrestling references. Even name a bunch of their songs and projects. Uh, Did you you know you know what though you know what and I hate to even you know I hate to go here but. You know, how long they been putting out music? Only like a few years now. Okay. I have a song with Stretch Money and 
uh, Buff One. We used to call him Buff One. He's not Buff One anymore, but back when he was Buff One. Yeah. Um, I put an intro for Ric Flair on there. Yeah. And it's similar to the one that they got on um that West Side Gun got on the on the on the Hitler on steroids. And I'm listening. I'm like, I've been doing shit like this for a long time. <laughs> and it's dope. And it's and, look, and, and they, that there's no hate there, but I'm sitting up there like this shit is dope. This shit is they have a whole bunch of re- wrestler references, and I'm I, I sit back and I be like, wow, these dudes. You can really tell that they fans, you know, because they they name drop, you know, like some people name drop, you know, one, two, three people. They drink, they name drop a lot of different people, right? Like not on like on different songs, and they'd be like, wow, only a wrestling head would would understand what it what they doing, you know. So yeah, salute to them, man. That's a good shiny signing for them, man. You know, I've been seeing a couple people, you know, put up little comments. Well, he sign nobody from the D. Oh man, see that's what I want to talk about, man. Every this is the thing, man. Every time um like someone like Eminem signs someone to Shady or works with them. There's like at least two things that always happens. That which you just uh, mentioned about signing people from the D, and I hate that comment at like I hate that comment so much. Like he can't stand it. He is in no obligation to sign anyone from Detroit at all. Yep. Yep. If you, and if anybody from Detroit wants to get signed to Shady or any label. They have to put in the work first, you know. Yeah. These guys, these guys, Westside Gun and Conway, with their whole Griselda crew, they built something that wasn't necessarily anything on the radio or anything like that, but it had a a a following, a very mm-hmm. solid following. They um they hooked up with this uh, label called uh, Duape or something like that. I don't know how how you mm-hmm. and. They put out um and they put out um vinyl releases um for all their stuff um usually a significant time after they release the digital um they usually do maybe they do maybe like two or three different pressings and each pressing is is only like two hundred fifty three hundred copies each it's time those, each time those go on they literally have to tell people the what time? What day and time they go on sale? Because those three hundred copies of each pressing like get sold out within five minutes. Let's uh, go. Like they, it's stuff like that. You know, they like they do sell. They do release a lot of music, but at the same time, they kind of. They don't oversaturate their product at the same time. They merchant they, they merchandise is crazy too. Oh, their merchant their their t-shirts and everything is really dope. It's something that you actually want to wear and stuff. So they've built something without like selling their soul to like whatever's hot on the radio these days. They're doing what they want to right. do, you know? Which is why I'm super like super like excited about this opportunity. And another thing that always comes out with um 
with when someone gets uh, signed to Shady, people start looking back to the previous artists that were on Shady and how they did and whatnot. And I think there's always there's always this. If you get signed, you can't you're you ha you still have to put in the work. You still have to be an artist. Yep. You still have to be in that um every step of the way. Like Eminem's not gonna hold your hand the whole way and make you a star. You still have to put in the work. That's when you have to put in the work. Like is mm -hmm. once you get signed. So if uh any artist from Shady's past didn't become a superstar or whatnot, didn't get big or anything, you can't you can't fault the you know Eminem like completely, you know. Here here's the one thing that um I'm hoping for as far as uh, Shady is concerned. I hope that being on that label doesn't change the sound that we hear. And I think... You know what I mean? You know what right. I mean by that? Yeah. Like the shit that I hear now is so raw. It's so... Like, I love samples. I love, you know... I just love certain elements when it's presented, you know, from a hip hop artist or or a group. Um going to a label like Shady, you know, M might want to produce some records. And I don't know if I wanna hear them on M beats because I'm right. so used to hearing them on the type of stuff that I hear them now. Hear them on now. So um I'm hopeful that you know, they uh, they under that they that they understand uh, the sound that they built and want kind of want to keep it on those lines. I mean, they did um, sort of celebrate the announcement of the their signing by releasing a track that was produced by Just Blaze. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but that's that's an old record though. Right. Now, all that is new. All that is old lyrics over over Just Blaze track. Right. It's so a, I get I get that. Totally get that. And I'm not, I wasn't mad at the Just Blaze record. That if 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 you're talking about having them do stuff like that, okay, I'm I'm with that. But don't don't give me you know, don't give me no I don't I can't hear them on no lose yourself type stuff. You know, <laughs> uh, and, and that that's no diss, but I, I just not you I, know, I'm accustomed to hearing them you know, like their tracks are not necessarily super um tempo. They laid back and right. they they hard. They they remind me of like they remind me of MOP so much. Definitely. For whatever reason they remind me of MOP maybe, you know MOP slash you know, uh I don't know, Slash, um, Meth and Red, you know, they got a lot of, they got a lot of makeup, you know, to them, man. But, you know, you, you don't want to change who they are, man, because it right. takes away from, from what they be, you know, what we're accustomed to hearing. Yeah. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And I, and I get that. And I get that sort of criticism that you might want to, uh, say towards the signing that you know you're scared that they might get that chain you know might get that sound change 
might, you know, sway, you know, or, you know, go away from what got them there. But hopefully Mm -hmm. like, like this, hopefully this is a different age of just hip hop and, and on how we look at things and hopefully we can continue to sort of like nurture what they already have instead of trying to, uh, you know, change them into something that they're not. Yeah, this, this, this shit is dope though, man. I, I'm glad, you know, I may be a late bloomer when it comes to them dudes, man, but shit, I'm listening. I'm listening. now. I've been, you know, listening for the past couple months, man. And, uh, yeah, this shit is, uh, these dudes is nice. They're going to be around. They're going to be around for a minute. Man, I've been, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get those guys on the, uh, for the podcast, sent out a few emails. And then when the announcement came, I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is why I wasn't, I wasn't making any headway with these guys. <laughs> Real shit. I was like, Real oh, shit. yeah, that's why. All right. Cool. They're on shady. Cool. All right. Good for them, man. And, but like I say, I was like, this is a victory for all of us wrestling marks out there. Yeah, and for people that like that type of music, man. That's my type. That's my type of shit. So, yeah. you know, I can ride to that all day. I'm good. I don't need no, I don't need no. That's my trap music. That type of shit right there. That's my fucking type of music where I want to punch somebody. You know, get me in that mindset. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely my uh, my type of uh, hip hop. Also, man. So I'm super excited to uh, to see what's gonna be uh, become of this, man. So yeah, su- super fucking hard. Definitely, definitely. All right, man. That's about it for this week's uh, Fresh of the Word. Uh, v Styles, uh, tell them where they can uh, find you online. Oh no doubt, you can hit me up. Uh, the Twitter with the forward slash uh, V Styles V S T Y L E Z. Same thing for my main page on Facebook with the forward slash V S T Y L E Z, and the same thing with Instagram V S T Y L E Z. You can hit me up at my verified page on Facebook at Official V Styles Official V S T Y L E Z, and that'll be about it. Word up. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.